One might think that professionals charged with assisting individual clients achieve their financial goals would naturally suggest the most efficient means to do so, that they would focus advice and decisions purely on what's best for the client and not on what's best for themselves or their firms. In fact, many industry professionals are legally required to do just that as part of their fiduciary duty to clients. Other providers of what clients naturally may consider financial advice need not. We hope this month's narrative provides a better understanding of the potential benefits to clients of the level of commitment to their best interests uniquely required of investment advisory firms such as ours. That an advisor would help clients secure the investment solutions most appropriate to the client's individual financial situations and goals is just one part of what's known as a fiduciary duty. To fulfill that duty, a fiduciary, meaning the one who must abide by that duty, must render all decisions in such a way as to put the interests of the person or entity for whom that duty is owed ahead of the fiduciary's own interests. While fiduciary roles exist in many situations, this duty has been interpreted more specifically for registered investment advisors. The Securities and Exchange Commission, generally referred to as the SEC, regulates all SEC registered investment advisors. The agency requires that an advisor must, at all times, serve the best interests of its clients and that the investment advisor cannot place its own interests ahead of the interests of its clients. The SEC further states that this principle encompasses both a duty of care and a duty of loyalty. The duty of care requires that the advisor put the best interests of the client ahead of its own. And the duty of loyalty requires the advisor to eliminate or otherwise fully disclose all material conflicts of interest that might challenge the advisor's ability to consider only the benefits to the client of any decisions made. The duty of care further requires that advisors make a reasonable inquiry into the client's financial situation and objectives. The advisor must also have a good sense of the client's understanding of and experience with financial matters, investments in particular. Where the relationship is continuing, the advisor should ensure that these details are revisited on a regular basis to ensure that ongoing advice captures shifts in any one of those details. To state what should be obvious, the regulations, most importantly, are intended to protect the best interests of the client, which should be an advisor's primary focus in any case. These standards do require additional documentation, but that documentation, when provided back to the client, may validate financial goals and support further progress towards meeting those goals. That is, the explanation of why a specific recommendation is in the client's best interest may help the client stick to a longer-term oriented strategy that they might otherwise doubt. Now, many consider these rules to be overly restrictive. We'd firmly disagree. The rules leave ample ability for advisors to address the broad range of client situations he or she may encounter. Sure, the rules limit the advisor's recommendations to those that consider the client's best interests ahead of the interests of the advisor. But given the vast expansion in investment exposures available to advisors for utilization in client portfolios, in addition to the dramatic reduction in costs sparked by the competition to gain those assets, we think advisors generally will find rare instances when an appropriate, cost-efficient solution is not available for a particular investment or financial planning situation. We certainly have never in any way felt limited by them. Even so, many of the arguments against broad application of fiduciary duty have won out in some areas of the financial industry. Fiduciary duty technically is owed only by investment advisors like our firm that are registered with the SEC or state regulatory authority under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. But investment advisors represent only a portion of a broader group of firms and individuals providing services that, by most clients at least, might be called financial advice. 
Many other financial services providers need only comply with a somewhat differentiated best interest standard, which is a lesser duty of care than a fiduciary duty. And in other situations, a broker need only determine in advance that a particular solution is suitable for a client, not necessarily making any determination as to the best interests of that client. When the goal is to meet client investment objectives, it should seem natural that an advisor would choose what's in the client's best interests. But only the fiduciary duty, and not all lesser duties of care, requires just such a choice. Fiduciary duty further requires the diligence of initial and ongoing reviews of a client's financial situation and goals, the regular analysis of the range of investment solutions geared to potentially meet the objectives deduced from those reviews, and the implementation of the solutions within that investment opportunity set that are deemed to be in the client's best interests. Of course, advisors should expect reasonable compensation for their efforts, but reasonable is a subjective term, and that's why our fees are negotiated with clients in advance of our work and are based on a simple percentage of assets under management or as a flat or hourly fee for specific financial planning efforts. We further seek to present our fees as transparently as possible, including them in what we believe are easy-to-understand reports to clients. Here again, such transparency is demanded only by the fiduciary duty owed to an advisory client. Having reviewed more than a few contracts for ostensibly fancier investment and investment-like solutions, we cannot say such consistency and transparency is a virtue of the financial industry at large. We therefore were not surprised when, quite coincidentally, we read on the very day I was preparing this podcast a bulletin from the SEC that more firmly levels the approaches to providing what clients would normally consider financial advice. Comparing the best interest only rules with fiduciary duty owed by financial advisors, the bulletin stated that the two standards, and I quote, may differ in some respects and be triggered at different times. In the staff's view, they generally yield substantially similar results in terms of the ultimate responsibilities owed to retail investors. We certainly appreciate that regulations continue to evolve in manners that seek to further best interest objectives as investment products proliferate and their complexity grows. Not because rule revisions and fresh interpretations level the playing field against our competitors who are not subject to a fiduciary standard. Rather, just as we believe is true for our firm and others like us, we think the broader industry will find greater prosperity when all industry participants narrow their intentions and actions solely to those designed to serve the best interests of their clients over their own. Importantly, this podcast is not presented as an investment recommendation. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this podcast should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situation. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk. <laughs>